0: and explain how to apply God's word that we might grow to be complete in Christ. Well, now I believe I've heard it all. What what I mean is I read about something that is so unusual, so strange, even bordering on the macabre that I believe it will be a while before I read anything that will surpass this newest thing. It was in my weekly edition of The Economist news magazine. The article was about the way commerce has changed over the last years with the advent of the Internet and that now one can buy almost anything over the Internet. Almost anything, I guess, being the key phrase here. We are familiar with this phenomenon and it is one of the reasons that I've accepted and I believe that helped to bring about the demise of the Christian bookshop. It was partly people choosing to buy things on the internet for sure, made possible through this onslaught of technology, coupled with continuing poor economic conditions in the country and so on. But of all these things, it's impossible to say what really cost it, but back to my story. This article that I read referred to a very large Chinese internet seller. It has the report noted grown to be quite massive. It is said about this Chinese enterprise that used to be said about Harrods, the uh, famous shop in London. You can buy anything at Harrods. Now they say you can buy anything at Taobao, the Chinese firm. The article went on to describe one of the latest products being sold by this huge internet firm, plasticized cadavers, plasticized real human bodies, that is, selling them for $21,000 each, and they can be delivered right to your door anywhere in China. I suppose they would be of interest to medical schools as cadavers, but it also mentioned that there are people who use these empty bodies as attractions where the bodies are posed in various settings and positions, and people apparently pay to go and see them in new bodies museums. It would appear the article postulates that people are quite fascinated with such creepy things.
1: You look at me, I'm spinning like an autumn leaf, bound to hit bottom sometimes.
0: The article I mentioned explained, too, that the firm offering these plasticized bodies will give information about all of its available bodies, such as past illnesses and so on, and they do offer a two-year warranty on the body, but they've refused to disclose where the bodies come from. Of course, in China, up until recently, there were as many as 15,000 executions per year. So many suspect that these bodies are former prisoners. And in China, the rights of Chinese prisoners are all but non-existent. All this is so foreign to our culture and our norms within which we live in our country. I found it hard to understand, to comprehend the motivation for this business enterprise or the ones who would contemplate buying such a product much less going to see them. On display in a museum. Bottom line for me, though, is the realization that these bodies are really only empty shells. The person who once lived inside that body has gone. That uh, is, gone to an eternity where they'll never die again, to a place of separation from God, their Maker, or to heaven to be with Him forever. In a way, it doesn't matter what they do with those empty shells, does it? The real question is what happens to the real person who once resided there. That's the most profound question that really needs to be answered by each and every one of us. now with this
2: message for today here is senior pastor emeritus alan lee greetings once again in the name of our lord jesus christ thank you for tuning into our program our prayer is that you will be blessed challenged and edified as we study the word of god together our purpose and objective is to glorify god through an expositional proclamation of his word so that we might clearly understand what he is saying to us and then by his grace to motivate us to obey that word. We are studying the Bible's prediction that the days in which we are now living will be characterized by religious deception. Jesus tells us in Matthew chapter 7, That we can tell or discern who these wolves in sheep's clothing are by evaluating their fruits. He says very clearly, you shall know them by their fruits. Now as we have seen in the past messages, there are three specific ways we can do this. One is by testing or evaluating the doctrines of these teachers or preachers or prophets. Is what they teach in keeping with the word of God, or are they preaching their own ideas and philosophies and simply using the Bible as a guise in order to give a sense of authority to it? Connected with this is the outright rejection of the Bible as the authoritative word of God. Here's how Peter predicts their false ministry in 2 Peter chapter 2, beginning at verse 1. Hear the word of the Lord. False prophets also arose among the people, just as there will be false teachers among you, who will secretly introduce destructive heresies, even denying the master who bought them, bringing sift destruction upon themselves. Many will follow their sensuality, and because of them, the way of the truth will be maligned. And in their greed, they will exploit you, with false words, their judgment from long ago is not idle and their destruction is not asleep, end of quote. My friends, this is being fulfilled today by well-known preachers who say such things as, Jesus became a sinner on the cross. In fact, they say he was demonized on the cross. He actually became a demon. One famous woman preacher actually said that Jesus stopped being the son of God on the cross. My friends, that is what Peter calls denying the master who bought them. Another one of these wolves in sheep's clothing said that both Jesus and his apostles needed to be rebuked and chastised for their error in teaching that homosexuality was sin. They also teach that everybody is going to heaven because no one is really a sinner deserving eternal punishment. That is what they call universalism. And yet, my friends, in spite of these types of doctrines, thousands and even millions of professing Christians are devotees of these false teachers and support them by their prayers and finances, which is in itself the fulfillment of what Jesus and his apostles, rather, predicted when they said that many professing believers will be deceived by the skillful, charismatic, and flashly style of these deceivers. Here's how Paul the Apostle describes this scenario in Second Corinthians 11, beginning at verse 13. I quote again the word of God. Such men are false apostles. Deceitful workers disguising themselves as apostles of Christ. No wonder, for even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. Therefore, it is not surprising if his servants also disguise themselves as servants of righteousness, whose end will be according to their deeds. End of quote. Now, one of the ways these false teachers deceive the hearers is by twisting and distorting the word of God to make it appear as though they are teaching the authentic, authoritative word of God. Now, to be sure, some do so because they do not know how to handle the word of God accurately because of a lack of personal Bible study. And so they make the word say anything they want it to say. It's what some Bible scholars call a biblical hook that they use. Here's how one commentator describes this technique. A biblical hook is when a text of scripture is quoted primarily as a device to grasp the attention of readers or listeners, and then followed by a teaching which is so non-biblical it would appear far more dubious to most people had it not been preceded by a reference to scripture. Example, one religious group quote James 1.5, which promises God's wisdom to those who ask him. And then they follow this by explaining that when their founder of their religion did this, he was given a revelation from which he concluded that God the Father has a physical body. However, another fruit of a teacher, preacher, pastor, or prophet who claim to be a servant of Jesus Christ is their moral character. Peter says that these can be detected by their pride and even arrogance. Hear his words in 2 Peter chapter 2, beginning at verse 9. Again, the word of God. The Lord knows how to rescue the godly from temptation and to keep the unrighteous Under punishment for the day of judgment. Listen carefully now. And especially those who indulge the flesh in its corrupt desires and despise authority. End of quote. They are also greedy and seek after what Paul calls filthy lucre, in which they use their ministry and the spiritual gifts that God gave them to become wealthy themselves rather than helping those to whom they minister. Listen to Paul speaking to Titus in Titus chapter 1 verses 10 and 11. Here again, the word of God. There are many rebellious men, empty talkers and deceivers, especially those of the circumcision. That's those who claim to be the people of God in that day. Verse 11, who must be silenced because they are upsetting whole families teaching things they should not teach for the sake of sordid gain, end of quote. Peter also talks about this in Second Peter chapter 2 beginning at verse 1. Listen to the word of God once more. False prophets also arose among the people. Just as there will also be false teachers among you who will secretly introduce destructive heresies even denying the master who bought them, bringing sift destruction upon themselves. Many, notice that, many will follow their sensuality, and because of them, the way of the truth will be maligned. Now, I know we've read this before, but we want to emphasize. Notice again, in their greed, they will exploit you with false words. Their judgment from long ago is not idle and their destruction is not asleep. End of quote. And so greed, arrogance and a lust for wealth. That is satisfied through deceptive sales of religious paraphernalia, such as prayer cloths and holy water that heal, or books that cost them one dollar to produce, perhaps, but yet they sell them for thirty, forty, or fifty dollars or more, with the sales pitch that if you sow into their ministry, you will receive a hundredfold back. My friends, these wolves in sheep's clothing live in million-dollar mansions drive the most expensive cars, have their own yachts and private jets, all bought and paid for by the seed from folk who have been duped by the slick peddling of the word of God. Even Jeremiah spoke about the culture that would spawn such deceitful behavior. Listen to his words in Jeremiah 8 verse 10. Everyone is greedy for gain. Notice now, from the prophet, even to the priest, everyone practiced this deceit. End of quote. That's Jeremiah chapter 8, verse 10. My friends, these false teachers prey on the weak and guilty-ridden, religiously-minded people. That is what the apostles teach in these verses and even more. So in closing, hear the word of the Apostle Paul once again. Realize this that in the last days, difficult times will come. For men will be lovers of self, lovers of money, boastful, arrogant, revilers, disobedient to parents, ungrateful, unholy, unloving, irreconcilable, malicious gossips, without self-control, brutal, haters of good, treacherous, Reckless, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. Holding to a form of godliness, although they have denied its power. Notice now the apostles warning and exhortation. Avoid such men as these. For among them are those who enter into households and captivate weak women weighed down with sins led on by various impulses, learning always but never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Just as Janines and Jambres opposed Moses, so these men also oppose the truth. Men of depraved mind, rejected in regard to the faith, but they will not make further progress, for their folly will be obvious to all, just as Genesis and Jambri's folly was also. End of quote. My friends, these are powerful words. They describe for us how the days in which we will be will be characterized, and they tell us how to avoid being trapped by the deception of those who seek to fleece God's people for their own personal benefit as predicted by Jesus and his apostles, there are many godless guides who would lead us to the wide gate that Jesus talks about and the way which leads to destruction. These false teachers are not only blind themselves, but they lead others to destruction with them. It's what Jesus calls the blind leading the blind. And my friends, I say again and this is my concern, this is my burden through these messages. This is the time in which we are now living. The signs of the times of which Jesus and his apostles spoke about are all around us. We're not only looking at the signs of the times, we are actually in the times of the signs and we must know the word of God so that we could be discerning. Jesus himself exhorts us. To discern who these false teachers are by examining and evaluating their fruits. And that's what we are doing in this series of messages. My prayer is that God will use it to cause his people to truly seek his word. And to study to show themselves approved unto God. A workman that needed not to be ashamed. Accurately handling the word of God. We will continue with our exposition study of this theme next time. Until then, this is Senior Pastor Emeritus Alan Lee saying, "Sila, think and act on these things.
3: It can happen in a moment.
4: The great command is promised He will surely come again Banana.